Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Howitzer Hockey Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Sawyer, along with the other co-host, Joel, as we don't really have a host since we're, we're both equal here. And Joel, how was your week? Well, my week was good, uh, other than this shitty PEI weather. It's, well, it's windy every day. Uh, it's cold every day. And I can't take my dog for walks, which is very unfortunate for me and my dog. Uh, but anyways, I'm hoping the snow flies here pretty soon so we can start some skidooing, you know, start doing some of that stuff. But, uh, how was your week? My week wasn't too bad either. Um, had to catch a couple flights. Uh, I was actually in Tampa there this past weekend and weather was a lot better. I wish we lived in that year round. And just a quick little tidbit for everyone. Yes, we are in Prince Edward Island of Canada. A lot of you folks may not know where that is, but check the map and you'll be, uh, You'll be interested to see where that is. Good one. <laughs> yeah, good one there. And uh, let's just get right into what is on everybody's mind right now, and that's Alexander Ovechkin's chase for the great one's record in goals. And he's sitting right now at 8.01, trying to break Gordy Howe's record. And can he do it tonight? I think he can do it tonight. But I think he's at 800 still. 800? He, yeah, Gordy Howe's record is 801. Good uh, good stack correction there, Joel. You must yeah. be the stack guy. Yeah, I know everything. That's <laughs> right. Or just a hardcore Ovi fan. We're not sure. A hardcore <laughs> Ovi fan with Ovi on my fantasy team. So I keep good tabs on him, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. He's a hard guy not to follow. <clears throat> uh, but playing against the Jets here tonight, David Riddick is in the Nets. And uh, he's, he's not a prime goaltender. But uh, hopefully Ovi can get it done here, at least get one. <laughs> yeah, but going back to Riddick there, Riddick is a fun guy to listen to in uh, interviews and stuff. I feel like he has a lot of flair to his game. So I think if Ovechkin does score tonight, I think Riddick is going to be set up for a nice interview afterwards. I think he's probably going to be happy that he... He might even let Ovechkin score. You he's know just, what? I'm he's talking. Just, he's bullshit. just one of those guys. I'm he? talking bullshit. He's just one of those guys. Yeah. Riddick is definitely not going to let him score because Riddick knows yeah. he's like a fringe starter right now. Well, fuck. He's not even. He's not even a starter. But I guess you could say fringe. But he doesn't. He needs to play well every game because he might not even be in the NHL next year. Yeah, he's a guy that needs to continue to prove himself and just have <coughs> a consistent job in the NHL, really. But if he doesn't get it done here tonight, the next game's in Madison Square Garden, and wow, would that ever be a great atmosphere for them? <laughs> for Ovi there. Yeah, and fun fact, the New York Rangers have never, actually, New York Rangers have the most wins ever on Christmas Day games. That is a random fact, but it's great for everyone to know that because yeah. even myself did not know that fact. But, and this makes me kind of think whenever I read that stat there the other day, was how come the NHL doesn't have Christmas Day games anymore? Like, I would I would think it should be, like, a thing, like, where I work, like, I work, like, once every so many weekends. And, you know, it's shitty when you have to work that weekend. But, like, at Christmas time, you could even do, like, just two games. You know, like, in the NHL, like, two... Two, two games. Have a, have a matinee game and an evening game. Evening game, yeah, yeah, because, like, I'm a big hockey fan. I know lots of you guys that are listening are big hockey fans, too. And I wouldn't mind sitting around after a big, like, turkey dinner or something like that. 
and putting on a hockey game, like in the background, like, you know, whenever, you know, you're sitting at your parents, sitting around, especially if it's your team playing, like, I think it'd be, I think it'd be good for, you know, for Canada too, obviously, but I think it'd be good for the sport. And you just kind of said it there, Canada. I think that might be the only country really interested in that sport come Christmas Day because there's a lot of competition come Christmas Day, especially with the NBA. They kind of trademarked that day, and now even this year uh, the NFL is being played, and they're just the king of <laughs> television broadcasting. So it would be a tough competition for them, and maybe that's why they just kind of steer away from it, and maybe that's why they have the uh, New Year's game, the outdoor NBA. classic. And, um, yeah, NBA, what, what do you got to say about that? You said the NBA, uh, that basketball league, that if you have one really good player on your team, you just win championships. Is that it? That team sport? I'm not going to diss the sport anyway, that's for sure. Hey, it's uh, it's fun to watch at times. They make some big plays. but uh, I like shooting hoops. I can't say I don't. You can't argue with how many more viewers the NBA has compared <laughs> to the NHL. Like I, I can't, I, I can't argue that. It's just a fact, and it'll be hard to draw the viewership <laughs> in the states. Like it's going to be Canada's yeah. thing. It basically, maybe, maybe that's what they could look into. Just have the Canadian teams being played. You know what? That's a good idea. Maybe that's, that's a good. What, that's maybe a good that's, point. Maybe Coho that's Sawyer. Some, maybe that's something they could look into. But I mean, even those players on the team won't want to be playing every year. Like. They got families they want to see as well. Like it's a it's a family holiday. I know, but they're entertainers, so they make enough money. I'm sure that, like I said, they're not going to be playing. Not every team's going to be playing on every Christmas year. Day and every year. Like nope. switch it up every year. Like just to have a couple going and, there. And since there is the eight, no seven Canadian teams, isn't there? There's seven now. Yeah. We need eight in there, and then we could have <laughs> a good rotation of four each year. But <laughs> you know what? That's funny that you. It's funny that I come up with all these different thinkings. I don't know if you could say yeah. that, but you know what I mean by thinkings. Like, yeah. or ideas, yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> but uh, an idea, I think, it was almost put out there during the COVID era. Anyways, what I'm getting to is that they almost came out with a, com- a complete Canada division where all the Canadian teams just play against each other. Like, I was so <laughs> excited when I heard that. I was like, this will never happen again. <laughs> but uh, anyways, but for Christmas Day... Well, the shutter down after this, but I think there should be a couple games on Christmas Day for the NHL. Like I, like there used to be. So why isn't there now? Like there used to be games at Madison Square Garden. Like those games would be sold out one hundred and ten percent. Then, then those other sports grew. That was the only issue. You think that's what happened? That was the issue. So basically, the hockey market was like, you're like scared. Well, like, they, oh, just, well, well, they just haven't done anything quite internationally to grow the sport as fast as these other sports have. The, uh, the other three major sports leagues have grown, so it's, they're behind. Maybe Gary Bettman is <coughs> part of the blame. they got to figure out yeah. how to grow this game more. Gary but um, I think that's enough on that topic, Aaron. Let's uh, switch over to what are we going to do, like a little holiday special kind of podcast here today well, for I you guess, since it is yeah. – it is tis the season. Um. Hello, and listeners, that's the other co-host. Uh, that's my cat. Uh, her name is Millie, and she is a big hockey fan. She loves the Florida Panthers. Yeah, go kitties. Or maybe not. <laughs> she likes the Panthers, go I think. Go kitties. Yeah, go kitties. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do something festive and, you know... Uh, 
cover some I don't know, like cover some maybe nearly halfway season marks. <laughs> nearly halfway. <laughs> nearly halfway season mark or about mid thirties through the season. Yes, yeah. Millie. Yeah. Yeah, she says. Well, yeah, I guess we don't really do a halfway mark like a traditional halfway mark. It's always usually based at Christmas to see it. Because yeah. by Christmas time, you kind of really you kind of know what teams, what wave they're going to start going. And I think right now, I think we know what what way a lot of teams are going and where they're where they're headed. And uh, and some, obviously, there's still some fringe teams there that you don't really know that's going to make the playoffs that still might push for it and uh, might get that eighth or you know. Hopefully get that eighth spot because if you come eighth spot, yeah. if you come ninth or tenth, man, that's like the worst position to ever fall in. It's so like, let, why don't we talk about those positions? What teams are kind of in the wild card spot? What kind of teams are going to be pushing for that last last couple spots there to make the playoffs? And a team I want to start with, that's the Calgary Flames, uh, <coughs> a team that looked really promising going into the playoffs last year and then just kind of choked. Um, Losing in five to the Oilers was just not a good look with with that defense, and I don't know. It was it was a bad look for them, and obviously, they took it as a need for change, and they really blew up that franchise there. And it's it's a different look for sure. And guys are still trying to gel with each other. Uh, Huberto still trying to find his form. Hopefully, he finds it here because he's an interesting player to watch. Yeah, he is an interesting player to watch, but I know for a fact that. Uh... If Calgary had to play Montreal every game, I think Huberto would have a pretty good fucking season. That's for sure. I don't know what it is about those French players uh, always scoring against the French team in Montreal. I don't get that. I don't. I like Huberto myself, but uh, he's been slow. And I don't know. I don't know the guy, but like when you when I match Huberto up against a guy like Nathan McKinnon, it's just Nathan McKinnon. I feel like. I see it in his eyes when I look at him, when he's doing an interview or when I'm watching him. Like, in his eyes, I think they're like, I think there's flames in his eyes. Yeah, he's, he's, just, a, he's just a winner. He wants to win. He's passionate for the game. And all, all he wants, he wants to, do. to do is win, 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 win. And uh, Colorado Avalanche, they, are, they continue to win even when they're hurt. Yeah. That's, that team's riddled with injuries right now. And they are. Maybe it's because partially because of the long seasons, uh, especially last year with the Cup Finals, Cup win, and the year before that. They're just having some deep playoff runs, but it is starting to catch up to them, and they will get healthy. They will get healthy before the playoffs, and they will continue to be a playoff team. And I think they're still missing that piece after Kadri left. Um, uh, but I, I easily can be filled at the deadline because we got one guy over in the West Coast there that, that wants out. That wants out. Let's and talk about it. Let's, yeah, we got to bring it up. Bo Horvat. We got to bring it up. And that Bo Horvat, man, he he basically basically said he doesn't want to resign there. And Vancouver is looking more and more like they are going to lean into a rebuild. Hopefully, it's just a quick one because, man, that franchise has gone through a lot since that Cup Finals. Well, well, the only reason why they lost the Cup Final, like. Vancouver against the Boston Bruins. We all know why, and we all heard about it back then. Is and when when I heard about this back then, and when I seen all those video footage of the Vancouver Canucks holding the Stanley Cup on the ice, pretending that they already won the cup. Oh my god! Bullcrap, dude. That, is chair, not that true. hurt your legacy. That is not true. <laughs> I know it's not true, and I do not like. I'm I was a big fan of Zdeno Chara, but I think. 
I think that was a bunch of... I think that was a bunch of horse shit, if you ask me. Yeah, Chara had no right of saying that. Gotta fact check that stuff. That's just... Like, did he just listen to a buddy and want to say that? Like, there's no way... Like, he didn't even see it himself. He was kind of mumbling back on his words, kind of going back on himself, saying he see, seeing that he heard. It's like, either you saw it or you didn't. You heard it or you didn't. So it's like... There was no need of him saying that kind of stuff. But anyways, back on the bull Horvat talk. We kind of got off topic. We don't need to talk about <laughs> stuff back in 2011. But I there's, actually, there's no need for I actually did hear, though, that Brad Marchand, he was the guy behind it. Because he was having <laughs> dreams. Uh, besides the dreams of him biting people. And licking. And, and licking people. Licking. He had a dream one night about the Vancouver Canucks. Hoisting that cup. Hoisting the cup. And he went to the dressing room and said, boys, this is what happens. And you know what? Maybe Brad Marchand just did this to get the boys jacked up to win the cup. And if, he, if that was the case, then... Great on him. Yeah, let, on we'll him. let this slide. But, uh, yeah, let's get back into what you are saying there. So, like, what's a fringe team? Like, are we talking about, like, the Seattle Kraken? Are they are the Seattle Kraken a fringe team this year? Or are they going to make the playoffs, like, one hundo? I don't have them as a 100% making the playoffs, that's for sure. I just don't... don't buy into the team quite yet there are a lot of uh a lot of question marks but it's it's kind of like a uh vegas 1b team whenever they enter the league i don't think they have quite the quite the elite talent that the knights had whenever they entered the league and went for their first playoff push there they have a lot of um a lot of great depth pieces on that seattle kraken team though don't get me wrong burakoski's been a great addition to them as well um, I like Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand, I was just going to say. he's. I always yeah, love that guy. Yeah, yeah he, he, solid, solid player. He, he's going to be a playoff-type player. He I reminds think, me of Kuznetsov. Sure. Kuznetsov? Yeah, that's, what he, that's who he reminds me of. Anyways, I don't know what's going to happen with Seattle. I'd like to see them in there because uh, i just like to see another team in the West that I don't particularly like. But I shouldn't really say I don't like them. But right now, I'm kind of really not liking I don't want to say it. Sounds like you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. <coughs> Just leaving the fans hanging off that one. <coughs> that's uh, that's too bad. Myself, I kind of wanted to hear it, but maybe I'll hear that off tape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the LA Kings. Okay. You just don't like the roster. What is it? What no. is it? What's what's not to like right there? I don't like Drew Doughty. Why? Because I feel like he's a mouthpiece, and he literally thinks his... He runs the league almost. I think he thinks he shits gold. And he, he does seem like a cocky type <laughs> of player, but... But I guess you could hey, kind of say he shits gold. You know what he'd say to that? He'd say, well, I do have a gold medal. Yeah. And I'm and just going to say... two-time cup winner? And two-time cup winner. But I'm going to say... He's, he's still, earned the right. He's earned the right, in I don't my think opinion. Any, I don't think anyone's, anyone earns the right to be a dick. I don't I feel really like he's don't. being a dick. He's just oh, right. He's just competing. Right, I can get some clips up of Drew Doughty being a dick. He's just competing. He's he's their best defenseman on that team. Won't be soon. He's kind of getting out of his prime. Had some injury problems, but I can still see see some success in Doughty. That LA Kings team, there is something that needs to be done though, and uh, I'm glad you did bring them up. And it's got you got to look at the goaltending here, like. <laughs> they signed Kyle Patterson to uh what was it? Near three million dollar deal. I'm 
pretty sure it was, and uh, we'll fact check that here <laughs> right quick for you. So it was a $3.875 million contract for three years, and just a few weeks ago, he gets sent through the waiver. It's, um, I mean, he's not pulling his weight. He's not worth that the way he's been playing. Jonathan Quick's been no better out of all the starters. I think he's near the bottom with the stats out of the 32 starters in the league. But some goalies you can kind of want to look into there for the night or for the Kings. Sorry, um, I gotta start it off with uh, Gibson, right? Nanaheim is he just wasting his prime years there? Yeah, like we touched on this before, just chitter chatter and back and forth over a couple uh, brew. But uh, I really don't. I really don't think John Gibson knows what he's doing either. I mean, if he likes that West Coast lifestyle, he doesn't have to go too far to go to the LA Kings uh, facility. <laughs> I don't. It's a good. Obviously, he I knows what he's doing. Fit. Like he's. I don't, I don't feel like he's. He's. He's not done. He's not done. He's he's got something left to prove. He's not going to do it on that Anaheim team for a couple of years. I think it's time for him to move out. The only issue is that that contract might be tough to move. Six point four million left. <laughs> yeah, but on the deal there, so it's it might be a tough sell. But no, the ladies are looking too good in Anaheim for him to leave. When he goes and gets the groceries, it's not just going to get the groceries. His eyes get a treat every time he goes out in public. Every time. <clears throat> L.A. is basically the same thing. L.A. is the same thing. But what is L.A. going to trade to get John Gibson? Picks? Picks, and they'll have to, they'll have to send something else to clear up a bit of cap space because they're not... I can't see them trading quick back because he could be that guy with experience going into the playoffs and their backup obviously Cal Patterson could be one of the guys that gets sent there because it hasn't been looking too great and Anaheim could use some younger yeah. goaltending yeah but for that younger core team that they have Patterson's obviously not a NHL caliber goalie but maybe it's just one of those situations where you need to change the scenery too all right so other than the we'll move on to the east eastern conference here for fringe teams kind of Maybe playoff teams, okay. maybe not. Um, we covered the West pretty good. Covered uh, Calgary, L.A., Seattle, Colorado. Is always going to bounce back and be a juggernaut in that league or that uh, conference. So how about we jump over there to the East? Um, Joel, who who do you want to start off with? Uh, I'm going to start off with the Florida Panthers. Yes, they were yes. they were dominant. My cat Millie's favorite team too. She watches a lot of them, yeah. so she can probably. Uh, jump in here too and actually tell you a few facts so Millie do you have anything to say yeah. oh, yes that's right I don't know why they're not in a playoff picture right now either they're sitting right now six points behind the final wild card spot is Florida literally going to miss the playoffs six points if we're like 20 more games into the season that six points is harder than you think to come back from you know with all these you know overtime games we're team still get that one point like six points you know later in the season it starts to get pretty tough to get back into the picture but if any team is going to do it the Florida Panthers will be that team don't you think I think they're a team that can definitely bounce back they're just having some some issues there defensively and especially in the in between the pipes Bobrovsky's not living up to that 10 million dollar contract 
Spencer Knights has his good games, has some bad games. It's just kind of both of them up and down. Um, you're right. About, you're right. Yeah, I thought. I do have a thought. Bobrovsky's like that pizza spot you go to. Sometimes it's really good, and the pizza's done just right, and it satisfies you to the fullest, fullest extent. But on other nights when you get it there, it's complete dog shit. Just greasy and makes you feel like shit after. Yeah, one so of those, one of those like Domino's pizzas late at night that just make you, like your makes your stomach burn a hole. So you know, sometimes Bobrovsky can play like that, <laughs> which is really bad. But other nights he can actually play like he did in Columbus, like a Vesna Trophy winning goaltender, like in Columbus. Yeah, like you mentioned, he he was great back then. Um, maybe he does find his form at some point. Maybe. Maybe the 50-50, 60-40, whatever they're going to do in Florida there, split-wise for the goaltending, maybe that's going to help with the extra rest for them. Um, it sure would help Florida if one of them can even just find their groove and just roll a hot hand. But for now, it's just kind of seeing who wants to take that starting role because it's it's still up for grabs in Florida for sure. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, I know they're missing their top D-men, Ekblad. But, man, Florida usually misses Ekblad for at least, like, it seems like 20 to 30 games every mm-hmm. season anyways, and they yeah. still do great, and they still make the playoffs the last couple of years. But, like, can, I... Can you see this team missing? I can see this team missing, yeah. I can, like, I can as well. I can. Barkov just... Maybe they don't find it. Barkov's been in and out of the lineup all year, and that's never great whenever your best player is in and out. And... I think you were going to try touching on that before I jumped in on you there, but he's missing Huberto. He's missing, oh, yeah. missing Huberto big time on that wing. <clears throat> that just goes to tell you, like, when franchises go through big shakeups like they did, it just tells you that hockey isn't like the sport of basketball. You can't just put a superstar on any team and they're going to be immediately good. Like, hockey is a sport where everyone has to gel and chemistry is actually... It's actually a thing. It's actually like you have to work well with your teammates. If you don't, then the, your team just isn't going to put up the wins. Yeah. Now, locker room uh, morale, locker room character, it all changes whenever you bring in some new guys. And maybe that's not the kind of character player you're trying to bring in. And maybe they just, I don't feel like they kind of missed on anything. Like they brought in some good players, but maybe it's just not gelling here properly. And maybe it does take a little bit little bit of time for them to find their groove and hopefully they do at some point they they can be a fun team to watch and but but right now it's just not looking like a playoff team like I, i'd put buffalo over top of them i'd put i'd put buffalo over top of them too and to be honest i'd rather think right now and i would not like i can't imagine me ever saying this but like i actually wouldn't mind living near buffalo and actually going to buffalo games like, I actually think that team is an entertaining team to watch. They are, yeah. It's kind of kind of odd how it happened, uh, trading a franchise player in Jack Eichel and then all of a sudden bringing all this young talent. Tage Thompson just a stud, stud back there on that uh, on that team. And can't forget about Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power coming up. Maybe, maybe he finds his groove in a couple of years. Defensemen do take a while to develop, but... Dalene's right there as superstar status for one of the defensemen there right now. And Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner trying to find his way back again, scoring goals, which is nice to see. And Okaposo just must be just one of those great leaders. Yeah, well, he does seem like an... Oh, 
I wouldn't mind. I had trouble saying his name and stuff there for a while. Oco Poco. So, how do you pronounce his name? Ocoposo? I go Ocoposo, yeah. I don't know if it's even right, but it just sounds so right. Yeah, so anyways, Panthers might not might not uh, get a playoff spot there. But I think one team that they might grab that from would be the New Jersey Devils. I think if any team is going to fall out of the playoff picture that's in the East right now, I think it's going to be the Devils, and maybe that'll be room for the Panthers to make it in. But uh, Sawyer, like, out of all these teams right now in the East, what team do you actually think has the best chances of winning the Stanley Cup? That's a great question there, Joel. And there's a couple teams kind of stick out to me. Boston playing unbelievable right now. They are really gelling. Um, I just really don't see a big weakness for them. Linus Holmark, he's putting up a Vesna-type season here for the Bruins. Um, Bruins, well, they have just been phenomenal. They lead the league in uh, goal differential, 54 yeah, the best penalty kill. They got the third best power play percentage and the home record, and which is huge in playoffs. And they're in a home um, scenario. They're first place in the East. They're going to have home throughout the playoffs. They're 18-0-2. It's going to be tough to knock that team off. Like, I, I, I think they're the, my first option for sure coming out of the East. Uh, got to say Carolina as well. Carolina's... All-around deep team, good roster. Ajo's even in and out of the lineup, and they're still finding ways to win. Um, don't even have their starting goaltender, Frederick Anderson, in. He's been hurt for majority of the season here, but that rookie, oh, man, how do you even pronounce his name? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Pietro Kuch, Kuchkov? I just I just hear the players calling him Coochie, so I'm going to stick yeah. with Coochie there. Coochie seems like the man. Definitely a front-runner for me for Calder of the Year, but... What? Um, over Logan Thompson on Vegas. Over Logan Thompson on Vegas, yes. What? Over oh, Logan Thompson in Vegas. Well, yeah. I guess I can't we'll, say we'll, too much We'll talk about, about that. that later. We'll talk about that later. Let's, let's just stick on with the playoff top topic here. But yeah, and, back um, with the Bruins. They don't have a back, weak spot, I think. I, and there's just nothing weak about them. They're the just, acquisition of Hempus Lindholm last year, too. Yeah. Getting I, Krejci back in the lineup is very guy. underrated as well. Yeah. Um, and Lindholm, I guess he's on the first power play now. For Boston. Took McAvoy, McAvoy took, went down. Yeah, McAvoy's on McAvoy the second unit. Down. I don't mind that Lindholm's been playing well. Like even in McAvoy's absence at the start of the year, like they weren't missing. They weren't like one of the best power plays in the league. And but dare we talk about the Leafs? Like another first round exit for them or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That just sums it up right there. Another first Exciting round team exit. to watch. The fans there in Toronto. I was in Toronto there probably a month ago, and I can tell you this. After going to a couple Habs games in Montreal, the fans in Montreal are probably two times better than Leafs fans, I would imagine. you got to think of all the suits that buy the tickets, though, in the Leafs. That's, uh, that's the biggest issue in Toronto. A lot of suits buy those lower, lower bowl tickets. So it's, it's tough to... But I was up in the upper bowl, and the game was 2-2. And You go to a playoff game, though, it's a completely different atmosphere. Hear me out. The game was 2-2. Vancouver and Toronto. Place was packed. Borges saw me night. And 
penalty is given to Vancouver. I didn't hear one cheer of happiness that, okay, he's going to the box. Time for a big power play. Like yeah. the, the fans should be psyched up, ready to go. Fans, fans got to be definitely more engaged in, on that. Because I feel like they don't even know that a lot, a lot builds off the fans. A lot builds off the fans. And um, Toronto, find your energy there. <laughs> they <laughs> they got to get out of that first round. They got to. One of these, one of these times. Like, I mean, right now they're matched up once again. <laughs> if, if season ended, going to be against Tampa Bay in that first round. Not going to be easy for them. Oh, that's just again. Again, I don't know. We can talk the whole. We can do a whole episode in the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> but we don't want to. That's just gets boring after a while. They're the same old, same old. But Leafs fans are like Maybe this team is different. Maybe this team is different. Well, what makes it different from last year's team? What makes it different? What makes Toronto different from last year to this year? I guess just different guys in that room. Defense has been playing a lot better. You brought in Matt Murray, who couldn't get much done in Ottawa. He's looking like a stud back there. Sam Sonoff, same thing in Washington. Wasn't getting it done because they looked elsewhere for a goaltender. He's getting it done. And they looked great against Tampa just a few nights ago there. They they look like the better team. Got to get some toughness in there still, I think, though. A lot of a lot of pushovers, especially Engvall being the freaking big guy he is, not throwing his weight. Don't yeah, love, he's don't, don't love to see that. That Engvall he, He's just not, not the physical player, but he's – He's okay. starting to starting to bring it more offensively though lately, and hopefully that continues. But they need a physical presence in there, and I would have loved to see Ryan Reeves go over there. They just need, <laughs> they just need that type of guy. They need they need something like that. I mean, they got Dubas should have been on that. I think. Yeah, they do have their depth though. Like they've been missing Morgan Riley, supposedly their best defenseman. But but what about Wayne Simmons? I don't know about that. But Wayne, Wayne Simmons, Simmons can still fight. He can still he, throw he the body move. around. He can't move. He's too slow out there. Reeves though, like, is, can't move. He gets it done though. He's a great locker room guy. It's more about. There's a lot more to. Uh, so you to think, the acquisition. So you think Reeves is a better player than Wayne Simmons? They're right the same what, age. What, what they bring to the table? Yeah, they're right the same age. Well, I believe Reeves would be more of an impact player. But Simmons, Simmons, all he does Simmons is, isn't in the lineup every maybe third game yeah but anyways we got our that's my top three in the east i don't want to keep going on so your on top three in the east is that okay you asked me top, what my, my top three my, is yeah 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 we're gonna go my top three we'll just say it again number one boston two carolina toronto third just because of their path and uh <laughs> joel you go top three east or, top three. or do you want to go top three west we want to change it up a bit. We cover yeah. these pretty well here, so let's let's go over to the West. You yeah. give our top three in the West here. It's uh, well, us living here. Look. Us living here in PEI, you know, the East Coast area. Tough to watch. Um, yeah, like I'm not. I don't know that much about the West, but I do know still a lot. But uh, my teams from the West this year that I think has definitely they definitely have a good groove, and I think that they can actually do something. Which, I feel like the teams in the West, I feel like the Cup is going to go to, uh, I don't want to say it, but I do think the Cup's going to go to Boston this year. But uh, the teams, I think, obviously, Colorado. Uh, Minnesota, I just don't think they can get it done. Uh, Vegas, I think they can make some noise. So I think it's going to probably, I think it's going to be Vegas, 
Colorado, and I'm hoping the Winnipeg Jets can do something here. Winnipeg, I like it. I like it. Rick Bonus uh, reviving that franchise. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's what's gonna happen. But I really do, and all said and done, I think it's gonna be Colorado, Boston, and the Stanley Cup final. Colorado back to back. I hope so. <laughs> Colorado back to back. I hope. I hope. I'm not. Not a big fan of Boston, but you can't. What do you like most about that Winnipeg team being a, presumably your third third pick, third favorite out of the West? I just like it. Like, Well, first of all, shame on Winnipeg as a franchise for stripping the captaincy away from Blake Wheeler. You just don't do shit like shame. that. Shame, but uh, they've been playing a lot better. It doesn't matter. It's just a C I, in the I, chest. Like, why would you... So why do you care so much if it's just a C in the chest? Because you have to respect... And I feel like the Winnipeg franchise, whoever made that decision... They needed a new voice. No. No. They don't... They don't... Just because you wear that letter doesn't mean you still can't be a voice. I don't agree with that at all. A lot has changed inside that locker room like, since look the at, move, though. And it's been... Look it's at been Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane never had a letter on his chest. Didn't even have the A on. He has an A. He, now he does. But whenever he was back in their glory days, he never, he never had anything on. So you're thinking... Like, Blake Wheeler, him getting stripped of that, I think it's a fucking kick in the balls. And I think if you ask Blake Wheeler that himself, not... Not, not media? Not, yeah, with not no media, media, I think he's going to say the same thing. And it's just, it's just, you don't need it. You don't need to do it. Like, how many other it's captains... It's definitely tough on a player. How um, many other captains are right now that are in the... That uh, have wear the C? That they're nowhere near the best player on the team? I don't think it's more so about being the best player. Like, look at San Jose. They, they did it multiple times with their <laughs> oh, captains. Yeah, that was just... That was... That was and finally... Oh, my gosh. What, they're settled on Logan Couture right now, for now. And there you go, though. Before they go with Thomas Hurdle. I'm there sure that's where it's going to go. No cup, though. No it's cup. It's a joke. You went don't to, do that went stuff. Went to the finals. You don't do that stuff. You think the same thing that, that stuff doesn't happen. Jets? That stuff doesn't happen to teams like the Rangers, Montreal, Toronto. Like... It Talking about happen. the Rangers, that captain there, Jacob Trouba, a lot of guys just don't agree with his play. Well, yeah, I don't agree with his play either. It's dirty, dirty guy. I mean, he's just a physical presence. He's finishing his checks. I don't mind the style. He brings a different element to the game. A lot of captains don't don't use. Yeah, and that's that's what he has to do to prove himself, right? And we had the same conversation there with uh, the controversy there between. Jacob Truba and Andreas Antonisiu. <laughs> like I thought, I thought that was pretty funny of yeah. Antonisiu to say, and I do agree with him. Like, there's no you need agree of with Antonisiu. That was that was a good hit. Yeah, it was a good hit, but I just feel like he wasn't there for an intent to injure. Like, <sighs> oh yeah, he was. It's a big hit. It's a big <laughs> hit. We won't. We won't. Yeah, big hits are part of that. the game. It's part of the game. Yeah, but you don't try to go out there and hurt someone. Like, it's different. Like He's trying yeah. to set the tone for the team. Yeah. So you think... you it, think It's just sad that it comes to a point in the NHL now every clean hit just warrants a fight. Yeah, but I like that, though. I don't I don't dislike that. Like, I feel like that's the other team trying to get that mojo back. Like, they want to pound that guy yep. that hit him. They want to get yep, that no, momentum. Like, just, they don't want that the team, that the player that threw the hit, their team to get all the momentum. Mm-hmm. They want to be like, you can't do that. And I agree with that. Like, you shouldn't... You shouldn't just be allowed to do that unless you're, again, unless you're Ryan Reeves and no one wants to fight no you anyway. No one wants to go near you. He can do whatever he wants. No, I agree. But when you think about it, again, I was just watching a clip on this 
uh, today, but like everyone knows about this, so I'll put this. I'll I'll bring up this uh, this situation that everyone knows about is the Scott Stevens on Paul Korea in the playoffs. <laughs> like, do you think there was need of Scott Stevens to literally almost kill Paul Korea with that hit? There's there's definitely no need, but so do you think Scott Stevens is a nice guy for doing that? I mean, you can't really just pin a guy as a bad guy for making one bad hit. If someone leveled you like that, are you going to like that guy? Like, his head was down. Paul Korea should kind of be looking, be aware of who he's on the ice with as well. I'm not going to say all the faults on Stevens for making the hit, but... Some say some it was interference. Fa- some say it was interference. Like, the play was, it's already moved That up. was a different lead back then, too. It was though. a different like, lead back then. If that, if that then. happened today, like... He's gone. Like he's he's suspended for games. But what I'm trying to say is that there's no need of hits that you know yourself is going to. No, but some people are some those. people are definitely wired differently though, and they will make those type of plays. Um, are you putting Trubo on Stevens' platform? Nowhere near. Right. But like we're again, we're never going to see like no. you said, we're never going to see players like Scott Stevens, like again because. No. The first hit he makes is going to be a suspension. The second hit he makes is going to be like a four or five game suspension. The next one's going to be a ten. The next one's yeah, going to be a just going to continue to 15, grow. 20. Grow and grow and grow. Players but can't do that. No. And that's Players why. Can't. And that's why you still see tough guys in the league to this day. Just fighting and just getting by on the fourth line right just now. Just getting by, and that's why they're still six, there. Six, five, it's faded. Five, six, seven minutes a night. Yeah, and it's faded. Get, it's faded for sure. But I don't think it'll ever go away because teams are going to want that that type of player exactly. brought in, especially for playoff types type of games. And if you can get a player... It's a, phys- it's a different, almost like a different sport come playoff time. It's a different sport. And if you can get a player that brings size, physicality, and all that, like a Tom Wilson... Tom Wilson, just going to say. It's just, yeah. he's... An, every team wants a guy like him. And every team would want a guy like Eric Lindros as well. And that's another player that... Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk, but he, I feel like he can't get more skill. He he will go fight. Anyway. He will. Oh yeah, he will. But I feel like like I watched the games that you know that I watched some some hockey games there of Ottawa. Like I really do like Brady Kachuk, but uh, I feel like yeah, he brings a different element. I can't disagree with anyone. But he still, I feel like he, his skill level is just it's a different skill level. Like he doesn't have the fancy like dipsy doodles. He just he gets does, the job done. He doesn't have speed. Uh, he has size, good net front, but he kind of does have not bad hands, like in tight. He gets the job done. I think he's a great all-around player for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Uh, well, boys, we kind of did fall off the tracks there quite a bit after talking about, well, topic was supposed to be top three teams <laughs> in the West there. And <laughs> we might as well call this podcast Falling Off the Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Petition. If you guys want to petition that for a name change, just go ahead and we'll see that. Talking about tracks, though. Is how about that Polar Express movie? Never seen it. What? Never seen it. Oh my god! I, I it was so good. Is it a movie like just <laughs> on a train? Yeah, it's uh, it's a better boy that uh, he's you know he's not really believing in Christmas anymore, and is the whole movie on a train? No, they get to the North Pole. The train takes him to the North Pole. But uh, talking, you know, off the tracks, like the train actually did go off the tracks one time, but it always goes back on, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. And we're getting right back into it and talk about the Christmas spirit there like you brought up. And how about the holiday awards, like end of the year, 
2022. Right now, your choices for the major awards there for players in the league. Okay. Talked a lot about teams. Let's <laughs> let's let's jump into so let's we'll jump into something fresh here. Something. We'll sum it up. Uh, give everything to Connor McDavid. Everything, even Norris, defenseman of the year. <laughs> uh, he's lucky that he's. MVP lucky. for sure. Go to MVP. Art Roth. Well, Rocket. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think he gets his first rocket this year. He could get. He's definitely gonna break fifty. He could get anything. No, he's not gonna get the Selkie. He's not a great defensive player. He's not gonna get that Lady Bing trophy. He's definitely not the Calder. I wouldn't say. Eh? No, definitely not the Calder. Probably not gonna be getting that. But MVP McDavid for sure. There's just no signs of slowing down for this guy. He's gonna be. He's basically if he doesn't get two points in that year, like what what happened? Is he okay? Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't get he doesn't get hit very much. He's too quick. He's way too quick. Doesn't get hit at all. But I find a lot he's, of players don't want to so hit him either. Like, I find like some players. The I way don't he, like this. I don't like that at all. The so way I, he makes the separation though from other defenders <coughs> is just crazy. Like he can do it. Like I seen the other night there against the Kings making the separation uh, from Shea Theodore. He was doing a spin around and still made the separation skating backwards into the offensive zone and separated from and scored on a goal. Like it, it was one of the best goals goals so far this season. Yeah, well I blinked sure. one time and I he, missed him. He, yeah. Yeah. But I think the the only way Edmonton really makes any noise is between him and Dry right now. Like they're sitting out sitting outside or are they just in the playoff spot here? I think they're, they're just in they're, they're just in. They're they're in the playoffs right now. They're in the playoffs right now, and see how long that holds up. But the goaltending's definitely been an issue there. But how's their division looking? Is it a weak division that the Oilers are in? Because I feel like they're not playing that great of hockey. They're in the Pacific there with the Knights, Kings, Kraken who lead it right now. So that's a tough division. I I see Kraken falling off, and they can probably squeak in there. Yeah, possibly. But again, all they have to do is really make the playoffs. Anything can happen then, but uh, I, I mean, I, I, I see Edmonton being a better team come end of the season than the Seattle Kraken, possibly Knights. I, I think Ken Holland makes a move there helps uh, Connor McDavid's prime years. They gotta, they gotta utilize these years right now. They gotta sell, sell picks. Who cares about this pick? Next year's first round pick. The year after that first round pick, they gotta, they gotta make some, some, some noise here, basically. Oh yeah, they're, they they're gotta, no need of picks. Just look what Pittsburgh does. They gotta like, they gotta go get those defenders. Is what they desperately need. So <laughs> oh, yeah. great, like Shane Gossifer. But the, yeah, so so Shane Gossifer no, wouldn't be the guy. No, they do not need a type of player like that. They need some Adam Larson. <laughs> bring him back from the Kraken, but that's kind of the type of player they need. Cam Fowler on Anaheim. Cam Fowler. Yep. Those are the type of players they do need in that lineup right now. Wade Redden desperately. Moving on from the MVP, clear cut, <laughs> clear cut, McDavid. I, I don't think he's going to get really challenged. And if he does, like, who do you put up there? Jason Robertson, Leon Dreisaitl, his teammate? No, it's Connor McDavid, McDavid's yeah, trophy. Like, and I, I don't, put, I don't, they should have put like 5,000 bucks on him winning that this be, year. There shouldn't be any voters fatigue on, McD- on McDavid winning this year. No. But you know who talk has really been dwindled this year? Is Austin Matthews? I haven't really heard of him much at all now, and like nope. nothing. Like, what's going on there? 
what is going on there? The goals just aren't there for him, I guess, right now. Are he's, you watching any not, of the Leafs games? Yeah, yeah. Quite so what's a few, he looking quite like? Quite a few. He, he's still looking, still looking like Austin Matthews, just not falling in for him. I mean, they're getting scoring other ways. They're they're playing unbelievable right now. They've won, getting points in, what, 15 of the last 18 games? Something crazy like that. So the team's been firing on all cylinders. But Willie, 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 Willie has been the guy. First 20-goal scorer on the Leafs, and he's he's faced a lot of a lot of backlash from the media, and I'm glad glad they stuck it out with William Nealand. I love watching that guy play. He's he's yeah. something special out there. He's actually on the line with Matthews now for the last couple of weeks, and Marner, good to see. Nope, Marner's with uh, Tavares. Oh yes, Marner's with Tavares, and they're clicking. Nealand or Matthews, they're clicking, man. Are they ever? Bunting's playing great. Like that first line's been really good for the Maple Leafs, and. It's nice that they have some – they're not always reliant on Matthews right now. It's definitely not seeming like that this way through the season, and it's going to be great for them come playoff time where they don't <laughs> got to be so reliant in one shooter all the time. But that's kind of where Matthews is. He's, he's going to come back. He's definitely – I could still see him getting 50 end of season, definitely 40. Matthews still with 50? You don't think he can go on a stretch again like he did last year? No. He's the one guy I would never count out <laughs> for that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I just don't think he's gonna do that. I. Uh, he's he's yeah. tied for the most goals since entering the league with Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> so, I I don't think you can count a guy out like that. No, you can't count a guy out like that. But I just feel like he. His I think there's not multiple the multiple fifty goal scores this year though. <laughs> it's not just gonna be a couple. Terrence just not big enough for the game, unfortunately. Yeah, that's where we might have to disagree on that, but I'm not going to judge his character. He's He wants to win. You can tell the way he plays if you want to watch a game. Move on to the uh, – or do you got something else to kind of add on there? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good with the, like – I feel like that's like this mid-season award thing that, like, a lot of the, you know, hockey shows and all – and you know other podcasters yeah, do i feel like it's too. changed a lot from you know what's actually going to happen later on like yep. you know injuries can happen but uh for right now i think you're right like i think it's going to be mvp connor mcdavid i think he has that locked up for sure uh i think the rocket's going to be locked up for connor yeah i think the college i think the college going to go back to a goalie i think the calder i think the college going to be won by a goalie this year yeah and uh head coach i'm probably going to say lindy ruff if new jersey keeps up the way they're going I'd say the coach of the year is going to go to Lindy. Lindy and Ruff, okay. What what do you what do you like over there in New Jersey with them? Oh, I like Lindy Ruff. Like I find I feel like uh, like I liked him in Buffalo there in the days when you know Chris Drury was there and uh, who else was on that big squad? Alex. <laughs> who was that guy? The big long name on Buffalo. Alexei. Afanaganov. <laughs> yes. Alexei Afanaganov. Yes, when he was there and. Uh, what other big guys did they have? Like, also I think, brought some Russian gas over with him. Yeah, Ryan Miller. Like, that squad there was unbelievable. I remember that yeah. they had that one really good season there. Anyways, going back, because I think Lindy Ruff has another chance to have a really good team like they had with Buffalo when he coached them at that time. I think he has a chance to – there's going to be a dynasty in the in the fold there in New Jersey, I would imagine. I feel like yep. their time of getting the, you know, the bottom of the barrel – I mean – 
well, top of the barrel, I guess, picks, mm. like the first, mm-hmm. second, third, fourth, fifth picks. I think Luck, they're done. Lucked out a couple times there. They were not even last place in the league for Heischer pick or the Hughes pick. So. They lucked out. And they were thinking about literally not being good this year either. Yeah. So I feel like Lindy Ruff got a little lucky too uh, with getting a good team. And But I think it has to be a large part. How consistent is that team, though? Like, they just went on a six-game losing streak after that huge winning streak. Um they finally snapped it the other night there against Florida, but like, do you see a lot of consistency in this team enough, even per se, since we're just on the topic for Lindy Ruff to get that coach of the year? Like playoff team, their playoff team, does he win? If they're a playoff team in New Jersey, and because they're like they're not going to be playing Tampa Bay, they're not going to be playing Boston in the first in the first round. If they get that last wild card spot, they could play Boston though. They could play Boston if they play Boston, then. They're not going to win. But if they play anyone else but Boston coming out in the first round, and if they beat them, I think it's Lindy Ruff's trophy. Uh, I don't sure. mind the pick. I love the pick. Love the pick. But I got Jim Montgomery of the Bruins. A lot of teams counted this. A uh, lot of, sorry, a lot of media experts counted this team out at the start of the year. Like, they did not. No one's seen this coming. No what, one's seen what this the, coming. the hell were they the media fired. experts, <laughs> experts saying? Like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, Boston the same freaking roster that's been good for the yeah. last freaking like almost eight years in a row and I, they think that they were gonna they just didn't love what they seen of that goaltending they're getting great goaltending and maybe it's not just the goaltending but also the defense on that team like they're deep they got great defenders that's what like, we were talking about earlier we're talking yeah, about boston's, boston's good great, like jim montgomery got a feel for the guy too like finally got that extra another crack here at the head coaching job had that job there in dallas for a couple of years and then he got let go due to the alcohol abuse but Nice to see he got back on his feet here and found another head coaching gig after a couple assistant years in St. Louis. But it was good to see. Yeah, it's nice to see him bounce back and like he's got this team at top of the East right now. Like I don't think there's any slowing down. Like we we touched on that home record is something to fail him about. Like eighteen zero and two. It's just it's kind of absurd. And that goal differential of plus fifty four. Next closest team is twenty eight twenty nine. I think like it's just. Going to be interesting. Like my second it choice, is, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. My second choice would have to probably be the same. But and, and you know another it, thing, and I, that's a for sure playoff team. Oh, Boston make the playoffs. For and sure. you know what? The scary thing is, cup cup favorite. Almost. They have salary cap. Yeah, they're, available. They're scary. They're going to be scary. Like, will Bo Horvat go to Boston? He'll fit in there pretty good too, wouldn't he? Bo Horvat to Boston. We always keep circling around. And then you're going to be taken. Should we rename it to the Bo Horvat? Podcast? Yeah. Off the tracks, the Bo Horvat edition of Howitzer Hockey. That makes sense? I'm not sure. I don't know. They don't have the cap space, man. Oh, they can make that work, man. They have so many bad contracts there. Not bad. Like, the whole team's good. But they can ship guys. They're like their third line there. Of, uh... Like Charlie name? Coyle? Yes, exactly. Charlie Charlie Coyle. Like, what's his Nick cap? Nick Polino. Right Nick Polino. Charlie Coyle's sitting at 5.25. Like, that's, re- that's ridiculous. Three. That's Bo Horvat's contract. Yeah, Felino 3.8. I mean, they're going to have to give up a lot more than Charlie Coyle. To but get why would they Bo switch Horvath. anything? Why would they switch anything up? They're fucking flying right now. Maybe they won't. I, I think they make a little, little, little ads, depth ads. I don't think they really reconstructure that top six really at all. And maybe, hopefully, we see a little bit more out of Taylor Hall, too. Maybe they'll bring back Joe Thornton. Maybe they'll... Throw him in, in there. If any team picks up <laughs> Joe Thornton, just don't play him and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
Anyways, though, but yeah, that's that's who I think about the trophies. So yeah, coach of the year, grade two candidates, I'd say for sure. Maybe even both front runners for us. Um, what about the defenseman of the year? I I got Rasmus Dahlin in there. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's his trophy. Right now, it's his to lose at this point of the season. Yeah, Eric Carlson dropped off the mat. Whoever had Eric Carlson in a fantasy league, they should have traded him when he was hot. That's for sure. Because he is slowing down, and he will be. Eric Carlson getting less hot though. Like, oh yeah, he had a great game there last night against. Um, a game here and there, though, it's not gonna. Not gonna not cut gonna it for you. Trick, no, it's. Uh, he, like he had four points last night against Minnesota. He had four points last night. Four points against Minnesota oh, last night. Shit. One against Calgary the game before. Two against Calgary. They played a back to back on Calgary. Uh, point against the Kings on the power play. He's power play specialist too. Well, there um, you have it then. So you can still sell high on him. Yeah, so sell high. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So who eight. is he still leading he's the league on a in points? Nine game point streak right now. Is he still leading the league in points? Down? Is he still leading the league in points for D? For D? Oh, by far. Oh my god. By we're, far. We're gonna have to edit that. In. <laughs> might, have to, might have to retract those words, but he's got forty-six points right now. Wow. I I don't know. That's a guy that's on the block though. Like, I think he's a guy that's gonna get moved. San Jose is not looking to really contend right now. But he's a scary guy. But where does he go? Oh, my God. Eric Carlson has 46 points this year. That's what I mean. Uh, you're oh counting him out freak. pretty quick. Norris? Maybe oh maybe not God. Norris. I don't know. He's got to be in the conversation, though. Well, he's why wouldn't be. you not? He's got to be in the conversation. But, I, I was surprised you knocked him down so hard. But it's just that San Jose's head I think he's gone. I, I don't think he's staying around. San Jose is out of the playoff picture. I don't think he's going to stick and around. Buffalo, they're not going to make the playoffs. If you want to touch base, like a good fit, maybe for Carlson, if he wants to. Like, is he going to contend? Do you think he wants to contend right now? I don't think he cares. But I so think go back to Ottawa. He still has a home there. I was there. just going to say, go back <laughs> to Ottawa, but they're not even contending right now either. But they could. I think Ottawa could. Next year? No, I think they really could. They should be good this year, to be honest. They really should be. Like, why wouldn't they not be? Uh, the goaltending? What? Third last in the East right now? But is their defense any good? I know they signed Zub there. Shabbat. They got Hertem Zub. Brandstrom. Uh, Sanderson. Jake Sanderson. So they actually should be better. And they could slide into the East, too. It's going to be a tight race there, I'd say. You know, Florida, Ottawa, they could take that spot. Yeah, they're definitely not out of it. They're definitely not out of it. They're only nine points back with two games in hand, so they got some, got a little bit of ground to make up, but it's still doable for that Ottawa franchise and bringing in a face like Eric Carlson who's been there, knows the atmosphere, he's not going to take long to jump in, <laughs> move Shabbat over to a more stable role of a two-way defender, like... Instead of relying him on the power plays and stuff, like it's gonna be run through. Yeah, and Shabbat has a wild stick. I like the fit. Like, it's just, uh, it's just what can they do? Like that's a big contract. They gotta try to clear up space for as well. And when they're still trying to keep around their young yeah. guys, like they don't want to mess up that core. You don't. Like but they, they built something nice yeah. there. But I still think that a trainer in Ottawa, they should take the stick from Shabbat every time he gets on the bench. Just in case. <laughs> that was something. Oh my just in God. case. That was something. You never know if or when he's going to... Who was it? Del Zotto that caught the <laughs> end of that? No, it was... Uh, 
Yeah, Travis Hamannick. Hamannick. Travis yes. Hamannick. Yeah. That was, I don't but, even, I don't even, yeah, I don't even Carlson, have words to explain that. <laughs> Carlson definitely in the conversation, but Erasmus Dahlin, I, th- I think he's front runner right now. Former first overall pick, and he's just really has it all together right now with that offensive threat of his. He's, he's got quite a few points as well. I think 37, 37 points, and he plays with an edge. Yeah. And he's a little bit more sound in his own zone compared to Eric Carlson, which you can't really take away from the Norris Trophy. Like, if you want, maybe get an offensive, defensive trophy and split it up. But like, you can't ignore defensive aspects of the Norris Trophy as well. And but points always, points always uh, tops the, it. And draw like, the most attention. It shouldn't. Maybe they should just rename it, <laughs> like to the Or Trophy, and then just call it. Boom! Right there. It's it's, it's a different. I think Carlson should go to Arizona. All right, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we keep moving on. There's absolutely no reason for him to go there. But, but what can Arizona do to make that team what, more ten appealing? Seat, ten seat arena to 10, be sold out? Was it ten thousand? Do they have that many? No I think way. It's like ten seats. <laughs> That's how big that arena is. Yeah, definitely not ten grand. But uh, yeah, what can they do there? I was thinking of things that you know, publicity do a things. Student night. Free drinks. Do a student no, <laughs> like like two dollar, three dollar beer nights or something. Yeah, like, that'd be unreal. That's something they can definitely. Do. It'd attract me. <laughs> it would attract I'd me probably go well, to yeah. a game, fly there right quick, go for a yeah. couple beers, quick, watch Arizona. Flight to Arizona. I think they should do. I think they should sign Fergie to a contract to do the American anthem. Every night. That is completely random. Why, why Fergalicious? Because do you remember her stint there? She did uh, the anthem one other time, and she completely botched it. Oh, man. Yeah, where was that at? I think it was the Super Bowl. Was it the Super Bowl? Yeah. Anyways, so I think that with her background with performing great anthems, anthem yeah. songs, and performances, I think it'll go well <laughs> with how Arizona plays. You know, they don't play good hockey. And Fergie can't sing anthems, but I still think totally people. Perfect for them. But I still think it was an NBA All Star game. Yeah, so I still yeah. think that they will go. More people will go to the game if Fergie's doing the anthems. I think that'd be a great, great thing to start up there in Arizona. What about you? What do you think that'd be good for publicity there in Arizona to get that ten seat stadium filled? I mean, maybe get a better roster to start off with, but that, that doesn't happen overnight or definitely over the year for that team. Why didn't they but, just... Uh, is there any like homegrown talent they could bring in for singing the anthem instead of just trying to bring in Fergie? Maybe Austin Matthews' mom? <laughs> yeah. You get Austin, not bad. You get Austin Matthews' mom in there. Huh. What do you think, but though? I think that's Arizona, what it is. So I, you think you should? they should bring in Austin Matthews' mom instead of I, Fergie? Come on, man. I meant musician, musical talent wise. Like musically inclined, in, like bringing some homegrown talent probably that people know about. Well, everyone knows about Fergie, but there's no way, there's no way, that's happening. What that's about if they brought in the Black Eyed Peas, the odd time? Man, this is so once off, every ten games off the tracks. It's not even crazy. <laughs> like it's or it's just or why don't they do a game, literally? In the desert, a hockey game in the desert. Man, that would cost a lot of money to keep that ice cold, wouldn't it? Well, they have had outdoor games in 
California, so it's definitely doable. And it's doesn't get cold in the desert too at night. It's colder than California, so it would be. It definitely work. They should do that. But nationally, no one wants to watch that team. Nationally, no one wants to watch that team. That's maybe why it's not happening. Well, I tell you but one no thing. One want, no one wants to see that team play hockey right now. I hope to God that team stays in Phoenix. I mean, in Arizona. <laughs> because I just started, well, until then, I just started finally to pronounce them when I bring them up, Arizona, <laughs> instead <laughs> of Phoenix. But you just called them Phoenix. <laughs> I just did. So maybe bosh that all together. But I kind of like the Phoenix name better than the Arizona name. I'd have to agree, but I'd also like to see that team go to uh, Canada. Mom, what city? Quebec City. Yeah, baby. Quebec City would be the uh, best place. Good for the East Coasters here. Get to see not even just Montreal that, and like, Quebec. You're gonna get, you're gonna get the fans there. And they better Nordiques better if they ever come back. They better not freaking call the ruin the jerseys like the Winnipeg Jets did. They should have just went with the original freaking jersey style like the head with the Jets back in the day. I don't know why they changed wasn't that. The same franchise though. I don't care. They should have went with those jerseys. You know what jerseys I'm talking about, and well, all you listeners know, that's too. That's where Arizona came into play. They came from Winnipeg. Winnipeg got pushed out, and now they're Phoenix. So that's kind of why they couldn't take over all that stuff. You think, like, legally they couldn't? I don't believe so. It's not really... Like, it's a choice. They still like could have made the jersey better. The Winnipeg I don't jersey. Mind the I, don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Stupid. I would never buy one. Well, don't. No one's no one's forcing you to, man. I bet you out of all, I bet you out of all the jerseys. I, I think it's a decent one. I'd rather buy an Arizona jersey. Well, yeah, theirs is cool. It's the only thing they got going for them. All right, boys, we fell off the tracks again, that going over to Arizona for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> but for all you Arizona listeners, at least at least you got talked about, I guess, for briefly. Um, let's move on to first and second All Star teams. Where do you want to start off? You want to start off with. The best. The best, yep. The best. Um, I can kind of go over mine here. Left wing, I think it's a pretty easy pick with Jason Robertson. I, I don't think I don't think you have any debate on that <laughs> one, do you? I don't I don't have any debate. I uh, I like that Robertson Robertson guy a lot. Yeah. I feel like he's a nice guy too. Uh, it seems like a great kid. Definitely uh, raised well. Um, center, Connor McDavid. I think it's the easy, <laughs> easy pick. I don't, don't think there's any debate on that pick no, either. Nothing. It, it, there's nothing really to be said. Um, he's, he's just the best in the world right now. Uh, right wing. This one could be a little controversial, but I got Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, it's good, man. I like Kucherov. I think he's, he's just a great player overall. You know, when you think of Kucherov, you think of Tampa Bay Lightning, you think of cha- championships and. He still has a lot of juice left in him. He's, I think he's only like, uh, I think he's 29. Yeah, he's 29 years old. Yeah. He, he's still in his prime years. He's kind of... A couple good years left in him. I'd say for sure a couple great years left in him. And he's having a great season. And not just on the power play like like McDavid. He gets the majority of his points on the power play, but not Kucherov. He's, he's a great even strength guy as well. Um, definitely my number one right winger right now. Through, uh, through this part of the season. Rasmus Dahlin, obviously I had him for my Norris pick. He's he's going to be D, D1 here. And I got Josh Morrissey. Josh Morrissey, I got eh? Josh Morrissey in there as well. 
Yeah, he's having a great season in Winnipeg this year. Uh, he took the job away up there from Pionk. Uh, Pionk had a good season there too, but Morrissey had last couple of years here. He's battling some injuries, so he never yeah. really started out being that top PP guy. He's but. he's been a great surprise for that Winnipeg Jets team. He's really helped them, and I I think they're definitely a playoff team. <laughs> yeah. Not just because of him, but his play has definitely helped. Um, Connor Halibut's really stepped up his game as well, but yeah. the Jets just been looking pretty decent. He's a big part of it. Uh, goaltender, I think it's Linus Olmark for me. Linus, Linus. Linus. Yeah, he's playing well. He's Linus, Linus. Yeah, Linus Olmark. Olmark's got to be the choice there for myself. Um, you have any anyone else you'd almost want to put there? In the goaltending spot... For number one. The only goalie I think of is uh, Linus Elmark to this point. He's, yeah. His numbers don't lie. He's winning. He's he's doing everything right. He's literally yeah. doing nothing wrong. No, no I, I like him there for that pick for sure. Only I, thing he's doing wrong... Only thing, actually, he's doing nothing wrong. But he should be playing, playing almost more. every game. Playing yeah. more. But I think maybe it's good to have that little bit of rest for him because I think he's going to be the guy relied upon come playoff time. He's going to be playing a lot of hockey. I, I see that team going deep. Yeah, you're right. And Swayman, you can it's still not do the all about regular done. season accolades for, for the Bruins. They're, they want to win games. I wonder if they trade Swayman. <clears throat> I, don't think I, don't, I don't think they do. They won't touch no, that. I don't think they do. Um, moving on to the second All-Star team. You want to start that off? Who do you yeah, got? sure. Well, right off the get-go, I would have included Leon Dreisaitl in the top one. Like, sometimes... McKay Center, though? Win. Yeah, well, he he centers line too. I know, but I'm still thinking like we're doing first team here, first team All Star. You need to include Drysaitel in on that. Like, so he's he, number, he can number two center for you. Number two center for me. Oh yeah. Number two center for you. But I'd still throw him in the left wing or right wing block there in the first team All Star. This is just based off position, though. I'd, That's no. stupid. <laughs> he should be the best of the best. But and have a couple D-men on there. It's just just positional-wise, just your best best center, best left, less, best right. Just that they pair up McDavid and Drysaddle a lot. Like, they pair them up quite I like Drysaddle a lot, don't get me wrong, but I I don't even have him on my second second all-star team um, for center. I, I got that kid out of Buffalo, Tage Thompson. Yeah. Seeing what he's got to play with compared to what Drysaddle's <clears throat> got to play with and power play opportunities. Oh, yeah. I, I like Tage Thompson there for the second All-Star. What he's been bringing this season, it's oh, just... Man. It's been a, a pleasure to watch. To watch right. Oh, my God. He's what so a, gifted. He's what a, a trade. He's, he's gifted, man. And who knew that he was going to turn into this? When I watched him in St. Louis, I never thought that he's going to amount to something like this. Like, what oh, happened? Man. Was it, he's, like, an overnight thing? He played well last season. He played really good last season. But, but no one thought this was going to happen, right? Well, I heard he's, rumors. I heard rumors that... On his 22nd or 23rd birthday, that he made a wish before he blew out his candles on his birthday cake. To go to Buffalo. No, to be like one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. Right now he's sitting at second, only behind Connor McDavid. So I think maybe, only by three. So maybe those birthday wishes. Goals. Maybe those birthday wishes make a difference. Maybe we should be wishing that. But yeah. being the best podcast. Best podcasters. In the podcast league. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've got a little bit of discrepancy there on the second one, unless you want to change that vote. But Well, I agree with you. Like, whenever you do the All-Star, you know, two All-Star teams, all by positions, right? Like, yeah. you know yourself, if you're doing, if you're picking your yeah. top five players, you're going to have 
Dreisaitl on the wing, obviously. is going to be there. Yeah. But doing this, I think your decisions were probably what I'd go with, to be honest, too. Yeah. I'd throw, uh, probably throw, I don't even know who I'd put for my goalie. On line two? On line two, like. I have uh, Connor Hellebuck sitting in mine. Yeah, he's been smooth this he's year. He's been really good, but it's hard to overlook uh, Sorokin in New, in New York. Man, what a goalie. It's I've, hard to overlook I'm a big Sorokin. fan of Sorokin. I big am, too. Fan. Sorokin's, I think he's going to be one of the better better young goaltenders in the league but here. But it's too bad, though. He's already of kind of old. What's his age? Like, Sorokin's, like, I think he's, like, 27. That's, that's all right for a goaltender. Yeah, they go to, like, what, 35? It's all right for a goaltender right now in the league. Um... I like his play, but he's he's just not quite there yet on that New York Islanders team. I'm, I mean, he's playing phenomenal. <coughs> he's but, 27. But Connor Halibut's been playing great himself. Sorokin's 27. 27. So, I mean, he has he's going to be. He he has a lot of great years left though in him. Oh, the Islanders are set for the next six years for sure. Easily. So Easily. yeah, that's a good pick. I'd throw Sorokin in there. Sorokin at two. I, I would interchange those two as well. I I'd be would. safe. I'd be safe with throwing throw. Like, if I'm going to pick Stroke one goal in the league right now, if I had to pick two goalies in the league, obviously I'm going to pick Andre Vasilevsky. If I'm going to pick one goalie to lead me lead a team to the Cups, Vasilevsky, obviously. But second, yes. I would say second's going to be Ilya Sorokin right now. He's Over, basically in his prime. Uh, she's Sturkin? Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Over Ilya Igor. Sorokin, he's smooth. Over she, Igor. He's smooth, man. I... I don't want to slander Shesterkin, but I'd I'd have to do the same. Sorokin's just he does it all, and he's it's not just because of the team in front of him. Like Rangers are a better all-around team in front of Shesterkin for sure, but he's great in himself. Definitely, I think that's top three. <laughs> yeah, I think or Vegmelka on yeah. Arizona. I can see him getting traded. He's good. I can see him getting traded, and maybe that's a guy Kings kind of look at too. Like to see him have a shot, like this guy. Like I feel like he's just stranded out there in the desert, <laughs> L- oh, like literally. Man. Yeah, the poor guy. Like he's twenty six. He puts up good numbers, and he's still you. You know he's going to go nowhere. So the only logical explanation is for him to be traded. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, he's got it. He's got to get moved, and they got to bring more assets in to kind of rebuild that roster in Arizona. But for second line left winger, I have the Kirill, the thrill. Yeah, Kirill the Thrill. I love watching that guy play. I am so glad he didn't <laughs> get uh, swarmed in by the Russian Russian arms there and have, <laughs> and have to uh, serve for his country because that would not have been good for the league. I, didn't he? Didn't he skate out of Russia? <laughs> Physically skated, yeah, literally, just skated across the. Yeah, pond. what a wizard! But he he's a treat to watch that guy. He, yeah. It's going to be fun uh, watching some face, of these players. He's the face of that franchise. Oh, man, obviously. He turned that team around. And uh, second second right wing, David Pasternak. Oh, yeah. Pasta. Yeah, he's great. He's just... He's funny. Yeah, that Barbie girl clip from a few years back. <laughs> so I think I would have him there. <laughs> he is funny. He's a he's yeah. good character guy. Good character guy. Do you have anyone else you want to put on all the wings on your second that were, over there? Well, again, I'm, I, I always like the I always like the player in uh, I always liked uh, the player in. That's it. Not really. 
Nico Rantman, you know, he's already yeah. he's always kind of there. Uh, he's really definitely could be different he, if he had his centers there with him. Yeah, uh, Landeskog or McKinnon for the full amount. He was even hurt himself. Yeah, Mitch Marner, he he's playing well too. Mitch Marner had that long point streak. I think twenty-two games it was, but Nylander, Kyle Connor's coming yeah, hard lately. Yeah. I love that guy. Kyle Connor, yeah, he's finally bouncing back. He had a rough start to the season, but he's looking good. And uh, Nylander, you can't overlook that season he's having either. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's top two at his position right now. Mitch Marner? Definitely not Mitch Marner. I don't, I don't think Nylander either. No, he's not. I, I think you got to put, <coughs> I think you got to put uh, Kucherov and Pasternak over him right now. Oh yeah, God, obviously yeah. 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 No, it's that's set for the first and second yeah. team also. Well, halfway we didn't, mark. Didn't didn't cover those D yet in the second team. Oh yeah. I well, got I got Fox and Eric Carlson. Yeah, Fox and Eric Carlson. Uh, I still think fantasy managers should sell high on Eric Carlson. Yeah. But uh, he's having a great year and doesn't like like what you said. I ate my words there. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not slowing down. He is not slowing down. I think. But he just has having, to. I think just having Burns out of there, like that's the only thing that held him back between Ottawa and. His time now in San Jose is Burns and him were trying to both be the guy yeah. on that team. You need to have one guy. And now he, he has that role back where he had in Ottawa, and it's showing that he's yeah. worth the money he was paid. Yeah. Almost, basically, he is. But, yeah. but I don't get uh, like, I still think you should sell high if you're a fantasy manager because San Jose already, already said to everyone, basically, that they're, no one's untouchable. You know, the only hurdles. The only one, and I don't get that. I don't. Sh- Timo Meyer is there. He he should be untouchable on that team. But they're not in that place, and Timo Meyer's getting older. So everyone's going to be traded. So if Eric Carlson stays in San Jose, and all those other good players get traded, I feel like you should have listened to me, and you should have sold hot on Eric Carlson. I'd stays. agree with that statement for sure. But I hope Carlson also keeps this play up. Yeah, because no Meyer, no Couture. Yeah, to be a, it won't be great for him if if the guys start moving out of that. And Barbanov. Yeah, he's good. He'll he'll help a team. But we just went over those two All Star teams, and Kamlakar wasn't even <laughs> on it. I think he could easily be in there. Kamlakar is a good hockey player, but like, I feel like the, he he's missing uh, Landeskog and McKinnon. And even when McKinnon was I, playing, I he's still, still think he's a top four guy. I, I just. It's hard to overlook some of these guys that have been really playing well so far this season. I think come the end, Camel Carr will slide in there on the first or second All-Star team. I, I, there's no way he, he holds himself out of there, I don't think. No, I think, well, Callum McCarroll, we... Like, Josh Morrissey could be the guy falling out, but he's just been having a spectacular start to the year. Yeah. He has it's, been. Like, points-wise and stuff like that, yeah, I agree with you, but, like, Sometimes you can't just get all the points. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you go through times where, like what uh, John Lennon said like, in the Beatles, like you go through times of trouble. <laughs> and that's what happened right now. It's what's happening right now to Calvin yeah. even though it's not really trouble. Even if it's ready. Anyone. Yeah, it's, it's early. they still got lots of time. If he finds it in the playoffs, that's all they care about. Yeah. Literally all they would care about. Calvin is the best defenseman probably to ever live after his career is over. Not Ooh. not saying Bobby Orr. Besides Bobby Orr, I should say. I like it. I like it. I like that. I, th- I think he could definitely be there. He is phenomenal, that yeah. guy. Yeah, so I want to end. Uh, we're getting close here to the end of the podcast for this episode. 
and I really want to talk about this guy here. It's just a phenomenal defenseman, uh, Roman Yossi. He just broke the record for the most points of a Nashville Predator, passing David Legwand. Yossi got his 567th point last game to join only Ray Bork to lead a franchise Wow! for a defender. Can you imagine being mm-hmm. a leading point getter on a franchise, being a defenseman? It, it's a crazy stat for sure. and it, It's definitely something we had to bring up because it doesn't happen very often. And it's Ray Bork, eh? Was it the only other one? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and that's in Boston. Yeah, and you know what? This is coming that's up. That's get broken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gonna, so Yossi will be the last man standing. Do you think Ray Bork's record? How many points did he have Boston? Boston? It broke. In Boston, he had a shit ton, let me tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying with Yossi, like last year, again, I know I should have went to the guy that got it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just surprised that Yossi never got the Norris Trophy last year by having a 96-point season. Like I don't. He would have had my vote. Would have had my vote too, and I think the only reason why he lost is because there was a couple guys that does the voting, and they put Yossi as the fifth, as fifth on their voting list. So yeah. there might be there might be some uh, conspiracy in there, because oh. who in their right mind would put Yossi as fifth on yeah. the Norris Trophy ballot list? I, I didn't understand that either. And That's how it works. Eh? It's all about votes. It's all about the votes, and each each position has a different points each position there. Yossi had the most first place and he had the most second place votes but a couple guys voted him for five or lower yeah and, and that's why he didn't win the Norris Trophy like I anyways but going back to it kudos to Yossi uh you know only 32 so he's gonna pad those stats some more yeah and, and actually I might have to just eat my own words here but Ray Bork with 1506 points in Boston I don't know the way the NHL is now, if that does get broken, 15. wow, I shouldn't open my mouth so early, but jeez, that's a crazy stat for sure, but definitely a huge plus of the week there for Yossi getting that franchise record. and No one's catching Bork. No, I don't. Bergeron's not even catching Bork, man. Bergeron wasn't that big of a point producer anyways, but no. he'll never be caught. Marshawn got going too late. Pasternak's probably not going to be in Boston his whole career, so easy enough to say. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree with you. And let's how about we getting a, a minus of the week? <laughs> how about the Makar Makar penalty? He uh, waved off from the ref there, and against the Islanders on Matt Barzell, it was. I mean, that's called all day, but Bar- Makar felt guilty over that for some odd reason. Like, just give your team the penalty. Like, you're not trying to be a nice guy out there. You're not trying to change the way the game is called it's not going to happen with just that one player alone either yeah but maybe he was having like maybe his woman there maybe they're having trust issues and so he wants to prove to his girlfriend <laughs> he's trustworthy yeah, yeah definitely, definitely not. a trustworthy guy but he did come out later saying he's not going to do that again probably for the best and i'd say his management probably likes that statement afterwards too they definitely didn't like the call initially saying it's not a penalty but just take the power play. Right there. 
I'm not going to say they're hard to come by because they're freaking every team gets them every single freaking game. But what goes around comes around. With Makar doing this good uh, task, maybe now he's going to be awarded with a big reward. Maybe an overtime goal here in the next couple games. Against Uh, the Islanders? Maybe a Norris trophy that he probably shouldn't have gotten. (laughs) Might get another one. (laughs) (laughs) He might get another trophy. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's... Maybe he's all just like a... Maybe he's uh, sure. that kind of fellow. Like he's all about uh, telling the truth. Blah blah. It was a, it was a mind-boggling play by McCarr, but uh, never do it again for sure. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> never do it again. Uh, another plus of the week. I'd say players getting time with their families is one. I know. I know we Aww. wanted to see. I know we wanted yeah. to see teams get games on Christmas Day and stuff. And maybe they should do a Boxing Day thing. I know the World Juniors kind of has that day, but where they open up the tournament. But I'm sure. A lot of fans are still going to tune in to their uh, favorite hockey teams and maybe even, like, those great matchup games. Yeah, that's right, Sor. And you you and all your kids can, you know, can go around the Christmas tree, turn on the train track, you yeah. know, listen to it go round and round, listen to the kids laughing and playing, playing <laughs> and putting together their new toys. Ah. Oh. Such a magical time of Just year. a great time. But year. I still want hockey, and yeah. I still want them to play. And, and yeah, <laughs> Frig their families. That's that's <laughs> Put a, them on the ice. <laughs> that's the other minus of the week there, is that us fans get the short week that's of right. hockey. It's, just, it's uh, It hurts for us, but you got to look into the big scheme of stuff, and they want to spend time with their, with their loved ones as well. I vote for a baseball-length hockey season. Oh, man, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Okay, but this could be another plus of the week fans. we could say fans yeah but plus for the fans a huge minus for the players <laughs> huge minus for the f- yeah huge no, minus they can't, they can't get that many games in there's that's they could they could do it they could do it if they want it would to. have to be all 12 months they'll be canceling they'd be canceling a bunch of shows justin bieber wouldn't be able to perform as much in arenas <laughs> it's never happening it's never happening but and to wrap up this segment of the plus what do you want to say <laughs> i want we'll to add something else after. Yeah, oh, I forgot now. Thanks. No, I forgot. I don't remember. Oh yes, talking about me just joking about the baseball length season. There actually was talks this week expanding about expanding the season, the season to eighty four, which is much four. more logical than whatever <laughs> baseball seasons is. I mean, I still don't see an advantage to going to eighty four. What? Why two more games? Well, it's bringing in more revenue for everyone, right? I, uh, I think if they want to do that, I think they do um, what the NBA just started doing with their playoffs is the play-in, little play-in tournament for the um, do eight through, what is it? They do eight, nine, no, seven, eight, nine, and ten seeds. So and then the two teams come out of there, make the playoffs. Yeah, it's like, I'm down. It's like a little mini play-in. I think... I think that would be the most logical thing. But you know what else, though, that people if they don't really to. think about that's behind the scenes? Is that they came out with this 84, this, you know, maybe, of having having uh, to play 84 games as opposed to the 82, is uh, they did say that the salary cap is raising quite a bit next year. I wonder what a quite a bit is in their mind. <laughs> quite million? a bit. Is it 1 million, 2 million? Is four million dollars increase? Is it gonna go up that that much though? And if it that's does just go up, that's all speculation because. But if it does go up, it's going up one and a half. But that's, listen though, but if it does go up, even two more million, which is still a big jump for just one year. 
another player. Another player. And when you think about it, then they come out with an article saying they might increase the game load to 84. There you go. They're just trying. They're going to get that money back, the NHL, from having every team play an extra two more games and have the salary, salary cap go up $2 million. If we see the games increasing for teams, it's just going to bring in more load management games for the players, I find. And that's not what us fans want, and that's not the direction I want to see this sport going into. 84 games, it's not a big deal. It's two more games. I think players want that. I think they're going to want that because they're like, I don't especially think so. guys like Connor McDavid, he's going to be like, well, at the end of the season anyways, most players take those freaking two games off. Like the teams that are going into the playoffs, they're taking a couple games off just in case, like rest up, just in case they get hurt for the yeah. big time playoff you know, push. Yeah, that happens in other sports as well. Like the NFL, yeah. all their starters take time off of. Yeah. If the game doesn't matter for them. But like Kawhi Leonard, what does he play? One in every like 10 games? Like yeah. he plays just whenever he wants to. Yeah, but again, that's, I don't that's wanna... what I don't want to see happen though. But it won't happen with increasing the game player. load to two more. It's going to help the NHL. I yeah. think it's going to help. I think it's going to help the players. And I think it's going to be a positive all the way around. We'll see what happens, but I just don't see a change in the near future with the with the league on that stance. But might as well go into the last plus of the plus minus segment, shall we? And I think everyone could agree with this one is is the food, Christmas dinner. Let's get after it, eh? It's gonna be yum 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 yum. Joel said it perfectly there. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Folks. Gravy. <laughs> We're gonna love it. It's gonna taste great. Everyone, everyone looks forward to this <laughs> part of the year. Speaking that we went off the tracks a lot today, and we talked about the tracks of the Polar Express going to the North Pole. Yeah, we forgot that. about, yes, the gravy train. <laughs> the gravy train. <laughs> I'll be jumping on that train this holiday yeah. season, I tell you that. For sure. And uh, let's let's wrap this up. We're just going to do a couple, uh, couple bets on the old gambling corner for us. <coughs> And, I, I mean, starting off with the Friday games, I guess, since we have that weekend off, uh, snow game Saturday, Sunday. Um, first game I'm looking at on the slate is Devils and Bruins. Devils and Bruins is the first game I'm looking into. Going to be a good game to watch. Probably one of the better ones for the whole slate with a couple top teams in the East there. Joel, who do you who do you like here? Bruins. Bruins coming off the back to back. Yeah, Bruins will win that game. Travel, not a far travel for them from their home city to New Jersey. So, okay, I'll I, I like the Bruins. Bruins minus one twenty on the money line. We like All right, it. we like it. Money line for sure. Yeah, but uh, Caps, Caps and Jets. Come on, the Great Eight Chase. Ovi gonna get it. Ovi gonna get it. I think one. he is. At least one? I think he is, so he can get drunk off Russian vodka <laughs> over the holidays All and celebrate. Weekend. All, All weekend. weekend, yes. So right. Ovi will be will be getting a goal at least today. So Whoa. guys put Hammer. Put the eight dollars and two cents or eight hundred and two dollars or eight hundred and one dollars. Do a bet like that because you are for sure gonna be in for some money if you do so. That's uh that would be an O V multiple. If you want to do the uh, $802. Yep. Whatever, if you're feeling crazy tonight, then do the two goals. If you're feeling a little bit less crazy, just do the one. I'm doing the one today because I think it's going to tie for sure because I still think 
Ovechkin's gonna party hard yeah. on the old vodka anyways sure. this weekend. So I'm gonna go one for sure. And but if if I tune in, watch the game, see he's playing well, I might do it live bet. I don't know. I like that. Um, I definitely will jump on that Ovechkin goal score and train tonight as well. Facing against David Gretik, like we mentioned earlier there. I, I think it's just <laughs> the cards are lining up for him to get drunk off the vodka. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's all you got to say with that one. Um, Oilers Canucks. What what goes on in that game? Well, Pedersen coming off that five point game. Huge one. Huge uh, one for him. It's in Edmonton. I'm going to give it to Edmonton because that yes. Martin guy, I don't know who's going to be in net for Vancouver tonight. Martin played last night. I don't know if they're going to do a back-to-back on him. but Who's in net for Edmonton? Skinner. Neither, neither's playing great. Skinner's playing. I'm still going to take the Oilers. Vancouver's not as good as the Oilers right now. Another good game that, that means something is uh, Knights and Blues. and I like the Knights in this one at home. For the holiday break here. Hmm. The Knights at home. Well, you know what, sir? I might have to jump on that train as well. <laughs> choo, 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 choo. All aboard the gravy train. And you know what? I'm going to have to add in one more thing on this because I have right. a, one more topic, just a little topic for you uh, folks at home. Huh? Bitter? <laughs> Bitter. Bennington? Bennington, no. Yeah, we don't, we don't got to talk about that guy then. <laughs> but I do want to talk about a guy that I just uh, read a little bit about there. and You know, I like reading a good article and a good, you know, good story, good Christmas story. Uh, even though it has nothing, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to bother. We'll catch you guys later for our next episode. And I'll tell you all about what I'm about to bring up. You will love it. So tune in next week. And uh, we are out of our first ever episode of Howitzer Hockey. And just to wrap up that gambling corner, that parlay was the Bruins, Ovi to score, Oilers to win, and the Knights to win. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We had a pleasure here. Have a great holiday weekend. Choo-choo, gravy train.